You and me and BPD. Episode 14. Accountability and responsibility in relationships. A conversation with my husband. Hello. So, for today's episode, we have my lovely husband here, Jay. Say hi. Um, And we're going to be having a little bit of a conversation about relationships because... Uh, of the messages I get from people who listen to this podcast, many messages are from people who are either dating people with BPD or they're people with BPD who are trying to figure out how to navigate the world of relationships because it is hard for us because we have attachment issues, we have trust issues, a lot of us deal with a lot of trauma and carry a lot of, you know problems from our past or traumatic relationships and it can be hard to know how to handle the ups and downs of a relationship with somebody who seems to change their mind or change their personality or change their way of being so often. (laughs) Um, So today Jay and I are going to talk a little bit about how we handle things, how we make sure that we are holding ourselves accountable what that means to We're us. Gonna talk about us fighting without it turning into an actual fight. Maybe. <laughs> or maybe it will, and it'll make a good example. Yeah. So, um, just quick TLDRs. Um, Jay was in another podcast episode back in season one. Um, he met me in 2015 before I got diagnosed. And then he saw me through the diagnosis process and through the first couple of medications I was on and through therapy. And here we are nearly five years later. It's been a wild ride. Yeah, it's been a roller coaster. Um, So, yeah, we're just going to talk a little bit about what what a relationship is like and how we learn to handle the ups and downs. Because whenever you look it up online, see on the BPD subreddit and stuff, it seems like 90% of it is people complaining about Mm -hmm. relationships. It seems like Mm -hmm. that's what people take away as the uh, the biggest issue with BPD. Yeah, I I mean, there's this misconception or this, like, myth that, you know, people with BPD can't fall in love or can't experience love or, or can't open up enough to have a relationship and I think fundamentally that that's not true um, because people with BPD can do anything and we it might be harder for us and it might take more time and definitely takes more understanding and more conversation than I think any other type of relationship does but it is a, it's a thing it's a thing that people have and people learn how to fall in love with people even if they're crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am crazy. It's fine. I'm okay with it. So, one of the things about me and Jay is we are very different people. Um, when I have my emotional outbursts, my mood swings, my breakdowns, whatever it is, um, I tend to, uh, my therapist once described it as like turning a faucet on and off. And she was like, what you need to do is just turn it on just a little bit more. You know, let your emotions come through. But me, I'm a person that keeps my emotions pretty locked up tight. And then sometimes things just push me over the edge and then I don't know how to calm down. And then it's just spiraling out of control. And then, you know, the 
self-deprecating thoughts come in and the fear comes in and the anxiety comes in and it's just kind of a snowball effect and a lot of the times when I get angry I get loud and I yell and I know that that's not good um, and I'm working on it and I have been working on it for quite a while <laughs> but it's kind of just my way of dealing with things um, yeah and unfortunately for me I don't know if it's just I've yelled at too much of a kid but uh essentially as your volume goes up mm -hmm. mine goes down like it, yeah it's almost like like traumatizing to me too yeah uh, and it just makes me shut down so when what could what could have been something that might have been resolved quickly and easily turns into you getting louder more emotional and mm -hmm. me getting quieter and then not saying anything which uh which doesn't help because then yeah. it'll make it seem like I'm not listening or I don't care. Yeah, and for me, like, it's really hard because I am, I don't tend to show a lot of my emotions, but I am a very emotional person. And so when, when I'm getting very emotional and I'm looking at the other person I'm talking to and they aren't saying anything or they're not doing anything or, you know, they're, they're not showing their emotions, then I feel like they're not listening to me. And then it just creates problems of like, well, why aren't you listening to me? Like you should be respecting me and caring about my feelings and stuff. Yeah. And for me, it, when, when it seems like someone's getting um, emotional, especially when someone's shouting, I take that as, okay, you have, you've checked out of having any kind of discourse. This is mm -hmm. now just about you and us listening to and paying attention to you. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it turns me into just like a like a quivering mess, ready to just bow down and apologize, even if I don't mean it. Um, yeah. Just to get it, uh, just to try to get the shouting to stop. Yeah, like so. Apologies are really interesting because um, when we talk about accountability and responsibility and stuff, um, part of being accountable is apologizing, and I think. I think a lot of us think that when we apologize, it's like we're admitting defeat or something. Like we're admitting that we did something wrong. And there's a lot of pride and ego that comes in that, especially, you know, like a lot of people with BPD have been told for a lot of their life, like, oh, you're too sensitive or you react too intensely or, you know, you're all over the place. So for me, it was, it was a lot of self-reflection that had to come in of like okay how do I apologize and so I am very specific about types of apologies so if somebody's just like oh I'm sorry I'm like sorry for what like I need to know what you are sorry for I need to know that you're respecting me and my emotions and my feelings because if you're not then just like a sorry doesn't cut it for me like it's just not gonna work in my mind um yeah, I'm 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 not so much big on the uh, the self-reflective part, but I uh, <laughs> I take a I take instructions and yeah. So you've said before that you don't like those kind of generic apologies, mm -hmm. and so you stress that it's important to be specific and intentional about mm -hmm. what what is being apologized for. So I uh, I remember that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean one of the one of the important things in any type of relationship, I think especially when you have mental illness is one to be honest with your partner about what you're going through and to be honest about you know where you are and what kind of some of the things that you deal with are like when I first met Jay before I was even diagnosed um 
I had a lot of anxiety and I've always had a lot of anxiety and I was very honest about that and one of the things that I really need from a partner is for them to you know step up sometimes and if I'm feeling really anxious or I'm feeling really overwhelmed I need them to understand that maybe I can't do as much or maybe I can't like process things quicker like if I'm overwhelmed I tend to shut down and sometimes I dissociate or sometimes I get so overwhelmed that I just break down in a panic attack or I cry and like it's really hard for me to explain what I'm feeling in those situations because I am so emotional um so sometimes it's it's just a matter of I just need space right and for some people that's really hard and um I think Jay had to learn very early on that if I'm in a place where I'm screaming and I'm emotional and I'm crying I don't want to hug I don't want you to touch me. I just need you to leave me alone, right? Yeah, I mean, you're not a sentimental person in general. I know yeah. that the only time you really want uh, attention or affection is when you're asking for it. It's, it's okay that I've had cats all my life. <laughs> so I think it's just, one, it's important to, you know, know your triggers and know what is impacting you and what is hard for you. Um, for me, I have a lot of social anxiety. I've talked about this quite a couple of times. So when we are out with people I don't know or people I don't feel comfortable with, um, sometimes Jay has to be the one to speak or be the yeah. one to... <laughs> especially if it's... Oh, God. Yeah, so mine mine's really bad, too. I'd say yeah. social anxiety bordering agoraphobia. Yeah. But when I know, regardless... That if we are somewhere and there has to be an awkward conversation, like we showed up and it's, we've only been at the event for half an hour and Steph wants us to leave, um, then I gotta find the host and make yeah. up some excuse and tell them that we're going. Yeah. But it's fine. I get. I'm. I'm. Even though it's uh, it's difficult for me as well. I'm. I'm fine to take that responsibility because I know. It's potentially even harder for Steph, so... Yeah, because it, it's hard. You don't want to hurt people's feelings or you don't want to be mean or anything, but, you know, part of a relationship is, is give and take. And I'm very good with organizing and I'm very good with getting us to where we need to be and getting the things done that we need to get done, but sometimes it's just like, no, Jay, you have to do this. Yeah. Like, I can't. Yeah, Steph is the, is the future planner and I am the, uh, <laughs> in the moment... Uh, getting things done kind of uh, person. Yeah, we we found a really good balance, but obviously it's not always perfect. So um, when things do get frustrating, and here's the other thing is I, I am very specific about the things that I like because I need, uh, I need a lot of control in my life, guy. right? <laughs> like I need a lot of control because I didn't have a lot of control when I was younger and I didn't feel in control of myself and in control of my future and all this different stuff. And as an adult, as someone who is married with a child, all that different stuff, like I need control. And that's one of the way that I keep myself safe. And that's one of the ways that I maintain this kind of patience and self-reflective identity, whatever it is that you want to call it. So one of the things for me which causes a lot of fights for us is I'm very specific about where things go, when things are put away, 
making sure that you know we get specific even just like types of food yeah, brands and stuff yeah and specific not daring to introduce something new into a recipe yeah without discussing it yeah no like <laughs> i need to know what's happening right like that's part of me feeling comfortable i need to know what is going on and when i feel like i don't know what's going on or i feel like that control is taken away from me it's very very overwhelming very quickly yeah and I, i'm kind of the opposite in that because i really like <laughs> novelty so if i'm buying something and i see that there's a different brand we haven't tried or a different flavor of something then i i would i would gravitate toward that or or cooking something i might decide to throw something in i haven't done before well i say might decide say the thought would cross my head but i know by this point not to do that <laughs> yeah. as i will be cooking for steph and and that's what i mean like so part of it is the kind of when we talk about accountability and responsibility um responsibility is the before thought you know it's knowing that the other person is going to be triggered or the other person has very specific likes and dislikes and tastes and i think it's important when we are in relationships especially with people with bpd who you know we have we sometimes have outbursts over the smallest things but it's really a bigger issue most of the time when i'm freaking out at jay about something it doesn't actually have to do with the thing that he did wrong like maybe he didn't put something away and because he didn't put it away I'm feeling overwhelmed because I have to do that. And on top of having to do that, I also have to do my schoolwork. And on top of doing my schoolwork, I also have to do the dishes. And then I have to take care of myself. And then I have to take care of the apartment. And then it's like all of this different stuff when what I'm getting angry at is like one little thing. And it's very hard for me to explain that. Well, but oftentimes I, I recognize it and then I mean, it's, it would be a bad idea for me to try at the time, I feel, to say, oh, you're not actually mad at me about this. I know yeah. Because, <laughs> but, so I just, you know, I'd accept, like, okay, like, you know, I did this wrong, apologize for the thing, and know that your reaction isn't, it isn't that you're overreacting about this one thing, it is that it's been a buildup of things that hasn't caused you any kind of emotional reaction, and then mm-hmm. this has just been the, the tipping point. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like that's that's the number one thing to remember about BPD and mental illness in general. You know, like BPD is very specific, but I feel like a lot of people with mental illness, the things that we are getting upset about typically isn't actually that thing. It is a combination of this one thing going wrong and maybe that spirals into us feeling like we have no control or we have no say in anything and then that becomes feeling like we're overwhelmed and then that turns into anxiety and then it turns into a full down like full-on meltdown and for me i i know like i will sometimes go to jay in the middle of the like morning and just be like today's not a good day and i can already tell and i at that point it is my responsibility to be aware of that, to kind of try to be more patient with both myself and Jay, no matter how hard that might be. <laughs> um, but to to remember that, you know, I have to be responsible for myself. I do have agency in how I react to things, even if it is really overwhelming. Um, like maybe I, I try not to yell and I try not to yell, 
sometimes that means I might raise my voice or walking away. I think one of the things that we established very on, on in our relationship, like early on, was to walk away before you say something that's going to hurt the other person. Because I, I've lost a lot of friends and I've been in a lot of relationships where I've said horrible things to the other person and that's caused them to feel like they don't want to be with me anymore or yeah. they don't want to be my friend anymore. Yeah, that's one of the double-edged sword kind of things about getting to know someone really well that you also know you kind of, you don't mean to, but you store in the back of your head exactly what to say to really get to them. Mm-hmm. Like you have that, you have that prepared. So yeah, there, there's definitely times where if you feel like you're getting to the point where you're just trying to, just trying to, uh, like, win an yeah. argument, and you feel like you're going to uh, resort to that kind of dark tool, to just avoid, just stop, yeah. you know, stop altogether, and then you'll realize after half an hour um, that you are thankful you didn't end up saying that because you know that would have made it worse for everyone. And I think for people with BPD, we struggle a lot with feeling unlovable or feeling alone or feeling a lot of guilt. Um, At least I know I do and some of the other people I've talked to. And I think guilt is really hard because guilt doesn't really settle in until you've done something that you know is wrong, right? And if you know that what you did was wrong and then you also don't want to apologize for it, or your ego gets in the way, and then you're just like, well, they pushed me, and they did this, and they did that. It's just like blaming the other person, Mm -hmm. and it's really not good for relationships. You know, like, part of the thing about me and Jay is we met a little bit, met when we were pretty young, like we were 22, um, and we got married at 22. (laughs) So for, for us, it was, we've had to learn a lot along the way of, How do we interact with each other? How do we grow together? How can we understand where the other person is coming from? And it takes time and takes a lot of patience and a lot of apologizing and realizing that, you know, the other person isn't always to blame and even that our head isn't always to blame. Like there is a time, like not even a month ago, where we got into an argument and I was very, very overwhelmed and I couldn't have a conversation and it was very awkward and Jay was sitting there and I could tell that he was upset and then like the guilt and anxiety was taking over my head and I ended up like breaking down and I just remember looking at him and just being like I have a fucking mental illness like that's what I have and that's why I'm feeling this way and I think sometimes Um, when you are with somebody so much and you see all their ups and downs, you can sometimes forget that what they're really dealing with is something more internal. And for me, I, I do a lot of self-reflection. I do a lot of taking care of myself, but so sometimes it might not even seem like I, I'm struggling, but I'm almost always struggling. (laughs) Like almost always I'm struggling with something. And sometimes I talk about it and sometimes I don't, um, But I think it's important to, you know, be clear with the other person to say, like, this is what I'm struggling with and this is what I need your help with. Like, I rely on Jay so much and that's one of the reasons why our relationship kind of, I guess, works because I rely on you and 
you kind of like it <laughs> when yeah, I rely right. on you. I, I don't do so much the, the uh, self-reflection part. Steph could self-reflect for both of us, and I will receive <laughs> the instructions of what to do. <laughs> so it's kind of like we we had to have a lot of conversations, and we continue to have conversations about... We, we, we fought about... Uh, recording this podcast. Yeah, like it's 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 not it's not easy, right? <laughs> like it's not, but it is an important aspect of building a relationship is understanding the other person on a deeper level and being willing to have a little bit more patience. And um, I think that all of us need that, but especially people living with borderline personality or mental illness. We just need patience sometimes from our partners. We need patience to be able to understand that, you know, we're not mad at them necessarily. Sometimes sometimes you are. Sometimes it's Jay. Sometimes I'm just like, <laughs> it is you. <laughs> like, it's you I'm mad at. Yeah, I'm, sure. Um, I'm sure it is. But then other times it's like, okay, I, I might be mad at Jay, but now that I've had time to walk away, um, we're very big on just like saying, or at least I'm very big on saying, I can't have this conversation right now. I need time. Or I'm just going to like go take a breather, um, and go into the bedroom, close the door, think, breathe, feel whatever it is I'm feeling. And then kind of sit back and go, okay, let's talk about it. You know, like, um, one of my biggest things is is trying to go to Jay and addressing it like can we talk about it now like are you okay to talk about it um and sometimes Jay is and sometimes he's not and I think it's also my my responsibility to realize that he's his own person and he's allowed to be upset about something that I say or about something that I do and it doesn't it doesn't mean that I'm a bad person necessarily it could be because his own triggers right like everybody has their own triggers everybody has their own things that they're going through in their head and it's important to realize that aspect, that when you're in a relationship, you're in a relationship with the other person and they come with their whole baggage. You have your own shit that you're dealing with, right? Like Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you can sometimes accidentally say some pretty hurtful things, but like I recognize even at the time that, that it's accidental um, because, uh, you know, I know that it is not about like me as a person and my character uh, mm -hmm. because you're mad at me because I put turmeric in the curry, you know? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I mean, I guess part of my responsibility is um, kind of just being able to um, hear something like that and not, and not go on the uh, defensive and try to get back. It's like, oh, you said something that hurt me and now I should say something that hurt you, you know, to be, to be fair. So we're even, um, Yeah. and instead just like, you know, I will feel better if something like that does happen. Like I know we'll both feel better if I just let it, let it happen now and then wait till after and we've calmed down. And then, you know, maybe if you feel bad about it, you apologize to me and then I'll feel better about it. And, uh, you will feel better because I won't have said the thing to try to, uh, get even. Yeah, there's a certain aspect of like having patience. And I think for people with borderline personality, it is having patience with yourself and realizing that, you know, you do live with a mental illness 
and that's part of this mental illness is this emotional roller coaster that you're on um like i've heard it explained that it's it's like riding the waves or something like sometimes they're huge and they're overwhelming and you just feel like you're being overcome with all these emotions and feelings and then sometimes you're just chill and you're just like down for it and there's not that much that you're kind of dealing with and you have to take it with both aspects you have to be able to be patient with yourself when you're feeling overwhelmed and you feel like you're drowning and you can't breathe and all of that but then you also have to be okay with you know the normal times and the times where you're a little bit more able to have conversations um and uh kind of the most important thing is i'm very as i said earlier i'm very big on apologizing on making sure that you have time to reflect and think about stuff and i think um like when we first got together it was it was a very big eye opener of okay how are we in this relationship together but also how are we working on ourselves like i am huge on self work and reflection and <laughs> paying attention to where i'm going and why i act the way i act and stuff and jay is not really like that <laughs> that's not that's not jay's cup of tea and even just realizing that being able to say this is what i really like to do and I, that's why I started this podcast, you know, like I really like to dive deep and to unpack things. And that's just part of who I am. And Jay is free to be his own person. And yeah, it's not to say don't, I, like I don't ever change or don't want no. to change or anything like that. This, for me, it's more like a kind of absorbing experiences and, uh, it, you know, it affecting me on a sort of like a, a gut instinct level rather because trying to plan out behaviors to me seems like a, a stressful and unproductive. Um, so, I mean, however it's happening, I evolve as a person. <laughs> it just doesn't involve sitting and thinking about myself. Yeah, and I think that's the main thing is realizing that when you're in a relationship with someone with BPD or you're someone with BPD in a relationship with someone who doesn't have that, you know, you're going to come through to that relationship and come to conclusions in different ways. And it's important that we create dialogue and we have conversations and we expand a little bit and we understand that the other person is the other person. And ultimately I think it's about respect. Like I respect you as a person and I respect your wants and your needs and what you find important and then I have to also respect myself and that's kind of the only thing that we can do is learn how to respect ourselves how to be in relationships with others and how to rely on people and sometimes that's really hard um, to let your guard down and to you know tell people when you're struggling especially your partner but I would say always 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 be open and talk and be communicative because that's how you really truly get to know the other person and grow a really great relationship as learning what they need yeah and, yeah, yeah i say it seems like it's almost like such a, a simple or cliche yeah. thing but um i mean if you 
if you are essentially um, if you are talking to your friends and families about all the issues in your relationship or but not talking to the person that you're with yeah like just say those things to the person and and then you could have going, nothing's gonna change if you don't if yeah. you just if you just post it better on Reddit and say talk about all the problems with the relationship everyone's gonna say have you said any of this to that person and you'll say no I haven't you know yeah it's important it's important to be open and have dialogue and apologize if you do something that makes you feel bad um, to realize that that doesn't mean you're a bad person doesn't mean that you are somebody who is going to be a bad person forever and you need to think about all the different times that you've hurt people because each situation is different and um, each relationship is different and how you interact with people is always going to be from a different place, different understanding, different perspective. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's about the end of this conversation. I love you, Steph. <laughs> uh, um, yeah i don't i don't like affection um, so we're gonna end that here i knew i knew that would happen you knew that would be something that would do that we're gonna end that here um yeah i am so thankful for you for listening and i hope that this has provided some sort of something to your life and your day and whatever it is that you're doing um Jay will be back. We're going to do some more episodes later on this season um, about our experiences and stuff like that. But yeah, that's about it. I'll see you guys next time. Yes. It's time for a sponsor. <laughs> no. Bye. Bye.